What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted. We are here to talk about another Chicago Bulls preseason win, 121-85 over the New Orleans Pelicans. Before we do that, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet, following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review. You already know why, because that's cool and tough. Goose, we were up by 40 again. I keep asking myself, is this real life? But I also keep telling myself, like we said in the first episode of season three of Bulls on Tap, that this is just a preseason game. But my God, man, they go out and they do it again. How are you feeling? I mean, I'm feeling great. Lonzo's revenge game went well for Lonzo uh, specifically. Uh, Zach had another Zach night, and uh, I came up with a great name for uh, Javante, and we're, we're going Green Goblin there because that man is a thief. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Were you surprised Javante got the start tonight? No, Again? I, I wasn't. I mean, how can you sit him? Like, the way he's been playing, he uh, is small, but he has not been playing small. So until he seems outmatched at that power forward position, I see no reason to switch it up. I mean, Pat's not healthy. Uh, the only other person I could think of would be Troy Brown Jr. And I think just you're going experience over youth there. And uh, while well, we saw good things from both of them tonight, uh, Javante is definitely the right move there. And, and until you've proven otherwise, why, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, right. And if anybody's here watching on Twitter, just so everybody knows, we cannot see comments. If you are commenting on Twitter, you have to go over to our YouTube or the Facebook, whatever you fancy. If you go to YouTube, throw us a sub over there so you can comment and talk along with us uh, in the comments and whatnot. Um, Yeah, I I thought we might see uh, DJJ. I I thought maybe he might start. Um, Not that I was like dead set on it or anything, but I wanted to see a little bit uh, more of him. We only saw 10 minutes, but that's probably for a good reason coming off of the ankle sprain. Being cautious is probably way, you know, smarter than what I would have done and just fucking played him. Um, uh, That's why I'm not an NBA head coach. But, you know, um, no, Javante looked good again, man. I mean, he's just drawing praise from everybody. He gets 18 minutes tonight, two for two, super efficient, Sato joke efficient, Uh, seven points, two assists, six boards, and uh, I'm sorry, one assist, two steals, and six boards. He also had a block. Um, You mentioned Lonzo Ball's revenge game. Holy shit. Seven for nine, five for six from downtown, 19 points. 
He has five boards, four assists, two steals, one block, and what I love to see out of the point guard position, Goose, no turnovers. No turnovers and five for six from three-point land. That is insane. Obviously, you can't expect that every night, but just just the hell I can't. <laughs> progression. It's probably going to blow my mind for at least the first half of the season. Um, that he's just so confident and efficient as a three-point shooter now. And I guess it shouldn't be as surprising as it is because even when he had that weird-ass shot, he was a near or was a 40% shooter uh, from three-point land in college. Uh, and the NBA struggled with that extra distance. You know, Catapult just uh, didn't, didn't have the power. Um, but now it's just night and day. And his, his fit in anything that this team wants to do and is trying to do is perfect. Yeah. You know, what's really funny about him and one of these shots turned out to be a foul where he, you know, the shot got up, but it didn't count because I believe Vooch got fouled on this. Something that was really impressed with was uh, his pull-up jumper off the dribble. Um, did you notice that a couple times? I mean, he actually hit one of them in the second one. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but he had, there's a foul I, where Vooch got it. He dribbled I up there. I know what you're referencing there. Yeah. Yeah, and he just pulled up, dude. And I'm like, that's something that has been added to his game. And that wasn't really there. Now, obviously, it's a small sample size. I'm not going to get overly, like, over the top about it. But if that's been added to his game and he's coming off screens and a play's not going the way maybe it was intended to, that's a weapon that he could utilize. And well, no, the Bulls can stop and pop. It, it makes him even more of a weapon as a playmaker. It, yeah. <laughs> Same thing as he de- develops that, you know, drive and kick. Um, two, two spots that are lacking in his game uh, that Zach really, you know, hides well for him, and so does DeMar. So I, I think that's where, you know, a lot of these concerns with fit are going to go by the wayside because the weaknesses that some of these players have, like DeMar's weakness is obviously three-point shooting. You have Vooch, Zach, and Lonzo, um, regardless of who else is out there at the three or four, then you'll have Pat eventually. Yeah, and Pat's a 37-plus percent three-point shooter as a rookie. So you're all these guys complimenting each other's weaknesses so well that um, it's not hard to believe. I mean, it's not going to 40-piece, everybody. Uh, these have been two crappy teams. Uh, the Pelicans did not have Zion or Ingram tonight. Uh, they're two best players. So once again, with a grain of salt on top of it being preseason, but – you're supposed to kick these teams' asses, and we're kicking these fucking teams' asses. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. Now, I, I saw an interesting – a couple, actually, people put on Twitter, like, you know, I hope they're not overshowing their hand. I hope they're not going super hard while these other teams aren't going hard to prove a point. But as I watch the game and it break down, I think it's really easy to say that while you look at the score. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying not to homer it too much here, man. But it looks like they're just balling and having fun. So uh, that's like my takeaway from it. I don't think that they're showing too much. I don't think that they're trying to like just come out here and be like, oh my God, we're going to show everything and all that. Like not that they're trying to hide anything by any means. I just think they're going out there and balling and having fun. And I do think with the talent on this team, there is another level when the regular season comes. I mean, listen, they've just won two games in a row by a combined 72 fucking points. I I know it's preseason, but 
I don't think that they're overplaying and over showing their hand by any means. I just think that they're out there trying to learn each other and, and balling and having fun. What, what do you think about that? Do you think that they're, they're going too hard or you just think that it's just kind of coming natural because of the talent on the team? I'm going to steal one of your lines. I, I agree wholeheartedly here with you. Wholeheartedly. Yes. I whole, like wholeheartedly with my whole entire heart. I no, I don't, I don't feel like they're being tryhards or overshowing their hand by any means. They're just out there having fun. It seems like, um, an infectious, uh, fun training camp is carrying over into these two preseason games. And by the time we get to halftime, you don't even have to worry about playing basketball because you got such a big lead. Um, Beer Garden Jim's being a real McDouche right now in the comments here on YouTube. He's, he cracks me up. I love Jim. He's asking what you're hiding in your background. We'll never tell. What do you mean? I mean, this is my house. <laughs> this is my mansion. <laughs> you not like my piano, Jim? Is that a problem? Do we need to swap it out for a pinball machine? Is that what's going on here? No, no, Jim. I just I spotted a green screen, and this looks a lot better than blackout blinds and a couch with a hide-a-bed in it. It's just Or a dungeon like behind me. So, I mean, you know, you're all good there. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe one day we'll have a cool on tap thing that I blended into too. I don't know. For for now, I, I have a mansion. Okay, <laughs> don't, don't, don't question things. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. They overshowing their hand. I mean, we're missing two of our key rotation players, and um, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, don't we got rid of ninety percent of the team, so it's kind of easy to forget that Kobe and Pat are still here because they very well like could have been moved, I guess. Um, obviously, probably probably not Pat. But, yeah, their, their absence does feel weird. With the amount of roster change, it's almost just like they're not here. And, and then one day they will be here. That'll be fantastic. Yeah, I just – again, man, it's just another game that they play that they come out on top, defensive energies up there. Now, Stacey King said something funny during the broadcast – he said that the way that they're playing, it looks like they could be a top five defense within the NBA. Again, something that a lot of people scoffed at. And I'm not going to scoff at that because I, I, I just love Stacey's positivity a lot of the time. And listen, that guy just went through like three to four years of just absolute shit-ass basketball. Like, it, sue the guy for fucking being excited. Well, in, in all honesty, we had a horrible defensive roster last year, and we were in the top half of the league. We were 11th. Yeah, I mean, under Jim Boylan with a shit roster when we just blitzed the ball on every play, we were top five defense. So defense in the NBA uh, by some metrics, yeah, the Bulls might be in the top 10 or around the top five. Um, I don't think that's that crazy um, just because they are very long and athletic and versatile. I, most of our, our negative defensive stigma comes from Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Vucevic. Other than that, the rest of this roster is pretty athletic and versatile when it comes to defense. So I'm not as concerned as others. And even like DeMar, DeMar's an upgrade from Lowry. Um, he's an upgrade from most small forwards we've had. He's an upgrade from Denzel Valentine. So defensively, well, we might have a couple stars whose biggest weakness is defense. I don't think that it's really that big of a concern. I feel like we plugged a lot of those holes with a lot of these pieces that we picked up. Yeah, I, I think so too. I don't know. I mean, top five is, um, I think, I don't want to say, a yeah, yeah, I don't want to say like wishful thinking, but I think like it's, it's like he was on a broadcast for this team talking positive about this team. 
Like, yeah, well, people don't like that. Happen. People people this day and age like realism. Um, again, I don't think that they're not going to be good defensively. Like I said, you know, they were 11th last year with nowhere near the versatile defenders they have right now. Um, the top five, I don't know. But I again, it, it, it's regardless. I think that they're going to be able to fucking score with anybody. You you got guys that can go kill it in the mid in the mid range. The okay, guy let's, that let's put it this way then. Do you think that they're going to be in the top half uh, of offense and defense? Maybe let's let's go even crazier. Do you think they're going to be in the top ten of both offense and defense? Do you think that's possible? Well, they were eleventh in defense last year, so I think it's definitely feasible that they'll be in the top ten of defense this year because I think they have improved in that aspect in that realm of things. I think that offensively, they absolutely can be. Uh, top 10 uh, and if you are like even if you're nine and eight or whatever that's a you know that that's a tale of a really good team and i i think really that's balanced team. yeah very balanced and i think it's a very good team so i think it's definitely like feasible um you know i again you know preseason it is what it is but the fact that they're coming out and they're doing what they're doing right now and the way that they're playing together i think that it, it shows that when the regular season hits they're going to really Im- not improve because I mean, what was there improve on when you're beating the shit out of teams? I'm just saying that I think they're going to be a real consistent threat on both ends of the court. And I think it's fair to say, you mentioned it before though. Like the one guy in the starting lineup that isn't a good three point shooter is surrounded with fucking snipers. You have p- multiple playmakers and then you're going to have a couple of versatile, de- you know, defenders in that, in that starting lineup as well in Pat and Lonzo Ball. So, uh, Do you think it's a little bit of a disadvantage that we play the Cavs again and the only real preseason game that we get is the Grizzlies, assuming that Ja and most of their, um, you know, like, like regular season starters play? Do you think that's Even when the Grizzlies game comes, do you think that our starters play? I don't know because, I mean, they're getting some heavy minutes now. I was actually talking to Lucas Perfetti. He does bears on tap for us. And he was just like, oh, my God, Billy, you're up 30 points. Please take Lonzo out of the fucking game. You know, like, and I, hey, that's a totally fair worry. And, and I, I'm with him on that. I get it, but I'm also not going to ask Billy Donovan to be Matt Nagy. This isn't, this isn't football. We're not playing a contact sport. We're not saving people for the regular season. These guys haven't played together. This is the first regular – off season, full off season that they've had. I, I think um, that people get scarred of what has happened in the past when maybe one of your starters probably shouldn't have been in the game. And I think it's fair. <laughs> I, I, I think it's fair. But when we saw, you know, the second half of the third quarter, you're getting the scrubs. You're getting the guys that might not be on the roster. Um, and through the fourth, that's what we got. So I'm, uh, I'm not going to worry about it too much. It, it's got to be that fine line of getting enough chemistry on top of being safe. And you, you can't go away from the game plan just because you're doing too good. Like, oh, shit, we're kicking their ass again. Sorry, guys, you can't play anymore. You did too good. Well, we can't build any more chemistry. Go sit down. Um, so it's not it's not their fault that the Cavs suck and kind of got blindsided and weren't ready for this Chicago Bulls team. They're used to the old Chicago Bulls team. And it's not their fault that Zion and Ingram didn't play, um, which is unfortunate for the Pelicans who have a you know fairly remade roster themselves. So um, I think it is a little bit of disadvantage where I think we see a better um, Cavs team the second time around. I'm sure they're not going to have a very good taste in their mouth. But 
you know, that Grizzlies game is really our only challenge this preseason. Yeah, it is. And you know what's crazy about that, too, is that that, that Grizzlies game is a week out from today. Um, you know, because the Bulls play on Sunday again against the Cavs, then they don't play again until uh, that following Friday. So next week um, they don't play and uh, the Grizzlies until then. So I think the, the starters may get some run. I don't think it's going to be a lot of run. I think that they're going to come out, maybe get a, you know, a little bit of a first half type deal and then sit and let the end of the bench guys and, you know, some of your bench rotation get out there and do what they got to do. Um, now, a couple things tonight too. Our final, final preseason games, a battle for the final roster spots. Yeah. Yeah. And we might win the preseason championship too, which Ooh. is uh yeah, which isn't the only championship we're winning. No, I got to put the Homer away. I did that with the white Sox, and I'm in bad shape with them right now, but uh, <laughs> you know, another can hurt a little bit. It does. It stings so badly. It hurts so badly. Um, another thing I want to bring up tonight is Vooch. He went seven for 18 from the field. He actually took the most shots out of anybody on the team. He got set up very well on numerous occasions tonight. Shot. Shot wasn't falling. Stacey King kind of pointed that out on the broadcast that those shots will end up falling. Um, you know, it, it's early, obviously way early. It's not even the regular season yet. So um, I, I like that they really tried to incorporate him and get him the ball and put it in his hands a lot. Zach comes out and gets another 20 piece. He scores 21 tonight. And it's just uh, another another night, Goose. Effortless. I, I looked at the box score when the game ended and I'm like, damn. I'm like, he had 20 again. Like I knew Zoe was right there. He had 19 because I didn't have the box score. So up. no, but that's what's weird is like you knew Lonzo was there because of the three-point ball, and he didn't even take very many shots. But you knew that he was there because, you know, those threes. Zach, you blink, and that dude's at 20 points. And it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> that, that <laughs> it's incredible. He hit um, close to the buzzer, 10 that quarter. It just looks so smooth and comfortable. And that layup, Stacy goes a little far with the the like Mike song, but a it was it was pretty that that reverse that Zach had um, was so clean, and it's it's scary to think that he's only twenty six. This is the beginning of his prime. This is this is prime years coming in, um, and he has the team to be confident and have the energy to do extra shit now. Uh, I think the league's in trouble. Pray for the association, for sure. I, You know, it, it's funny to me because, like, last year you could tell when Zach was putting points on the board because, like, there was no one else really that was doing it around him. I mean, outside of maybe, you know, your Kobe White, you know, I mean, who had a pretty decent year, you know, 15-5, what was it, 15-5-4 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it's just like these first two games with him, just effortless basketball, getting to his spots. And, again, I mean – if it rings true in anybody's mind, what he said in the media day or even up to media day and past that is just like a bunch of unselfish guys that just want to win. And it really reflects in his game, you know, 14 shots for him total tonight. Good shit. DeMar didn't really have it working too much until like, it was like, what was it? The second half, maybe, you know, a little bit in the uh, second yeah, the, quarter. The last spurt where the, the starters got their last run there and DeMar kind of went off and then uh, he went to the bench. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just pretty much everywhere. Caruso, again, uh, d- does some good work. Stacey's um, killing me with the turn the AC up. Turn yeah. the AC up. Yeah. And I, he had a buzzer beater there uh, towards the end. That was actually at the end of the half. He had, I think it was a three at the end of the half. He it was just the first three of the game for either team, I believe. Oh, was it really? Yeah. He, he pretty just, sure it was, yeah. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, it was pretty great. Like, I'm 
I'm pretty stoked on where the team, how the team is looking right now, heading into our next preseason game on Sunday. I just, I guess, you know, we could break down everything that we can in the game. Off ball movement, good defense, good. Yet again, I mean, obviously, when you beat a fucking team and you're up 41 on them, you're kicking their ass. I mean, it's just plain and simple. There's not really much to break down. Besides it's kind of hard to nitpick things when you win, it, right? And that's why I'm not even fucking taking the time to do it. Um, you know, I guess more so than anything, I'm just really excited for when you and I are in the 200 level. And I just found out yesterday, or was it? It was either yesterday or earlier today. Um, we already knew Ross, a.k.a. our Taurus fan club, was coming. Salim is going to be there along with Laro Hoops in the 200 level as well. So we're all going to be in the 200 level together for the home opener. So, I mean, that's what I'm really looking forward to. A bunch of Bulls content creators that have a great time that cover the team that are going to be there for, like, this new era, this new start of Bulls basketball. And I just uh, – that's what I'm really looking forward to the most, man. I, I – no, I can't, I can't there's, there's a lot of us out there that have been following this team extremely closely since Jimmy was traded. Um, and obviously before that as well, but sticking it out through those years and now being able to meet up and come together at a game for the new era, for something that's legitimately worth getting excited about again is, is going to be awesome. Yeah. I, it can't come soon. No, I can't, dude. It's like I have like this stupid little countdown in my mind. Like I'm like, oh my god, is it is it is it this Friday? It's like, damn it, it's not this Friday. It's the next Friday. I like can't wait that long. Um, anything else? I mean, there again, we we beat the shit out of them. We've been talking 20 minutes already about how good they looked, and we broke down some of the key players. Was there anything that you wanted to see that you didn't see tonight out of anybody in particular? I mean, maybe just Vooch, kind of how like you pointed out, just a little bit inefficient from the field. Um, but I did like to see that, you know, it was kind of known by his teammates and they continued to go to him and tried to get him going. Were you um, surprised about the five minutes from Marco Simonovic? Did you think we'd get a little bit more, especially with the big man depth or just because he's a second round rookie, just more so of a. I think second round rookie on top of the injury and you're up that many points. So maybe it's, I don't know, insulting to play him a lot in a blowout like that for, for his first minutes. There's maybe not a good spot to get him in there. Um, or maybe like you said, it's just, he's a second round rookie and they don't want to set the bar high for him thinking that he's going to get a lot of playing time. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. That minimal play might be the, uh, the best way just to keep the expectations low on his front. Um, because when Tony Bradley comes back, it probably is rare that we will see him. Um, so who knows? Yeah, Io, another second round pick who looked pretty good tonight. I mean, he just makes the most out of his minutes, man. He comes out. I mean, he's got a great pull up midi. Good, you know, good mid-range game from Io. I'm excited to see him get a little bit more run, and I'm really hoping in that Grizzlies game we get to see him get a lot of run. I, I'd really enjoy seeing just what some of the end of the bench guys would do. That's so. What's so exciting about this roster is not only do you have this versatile depth on the wings. <laughs> <laughs> We got my Sox family popping in here right now. I mean, they're they're all yeah, just just wellness check. Yeah, just wellness check to make sure I didn't go fucking. Uh, I didn't go play Frogger on I eighty, so because I it was definitely it was definitely thought of, you know. <laughs> hey, well, that's that's what the Bulls are here for. They're they're gonna keep you out of traffic, and um, the the young talent on this team that is gonna be developing long term is you know probably not gonna be something we talk about a lot this year because we're gonna be pushing. A competitive roster but that talent is here um and it is going to be you know growing in the background and that's something to be excited for uh with the future too 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Um, any parting words before we leave this one, man? No, let's, let's 40 piece the Cavs again. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling another 40 piece. I'm just really praying to God Denzel gets more run in this game. I'm just praying for it because he's, he's talking. He's talking over there in Cleveland about how he's got a lot in the tank. And yeah, he's got to have the confidence. I'm not trying to hate too much on the guy. He's got to have the confidence, but uh, you know, I, I just want to see. When he doesn't make out. a team, do we get a retirement and announcement? Like, hey, I'm retiring to just uh, focus on my music career. Yeah, my rap career. <laughs> absolutely garbage. But, yes, I, that, that is what I'm looking forward to. Get 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 Denzel some run over there and Lowry some run. Uh, and probably the last game we see the starters get these kind of minutes in the preseason. And It's, it's sad how much I've turned on Lowry now. but I, I He's a cavalier, dude. Like, all the people that are I saying, like, oh, watch, I wish he does for him. I want to watch Devontae punk his ass wearing his old jersey number 24 again. I want to watch it again. Uh, uh, it's just like I don't hate Lowry either. Like I, I no, never I love did. Lowry. I want him to succeed. But when he plays the Bulls, I am gonna laugh when he can't post up Lonzo Ball, and when Javante Green makes him look like he's six foot two instead of seven foot one. That's that is that is. It's gonna make me laugh. It's gonna make me smile. Um, but other than that, I, I, I do want to see Lowry succeed because I still have pretty hefty investment in rookie cards. That so would be nice to not see completely developed. You should have sold them off, bro. I should have done that a while ago, but it's okay. Just like I should have sold that fucking jersey that's hanging behind me. I should have. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, that one's a good memory. Yeah, it is. It is. It's cool to win something. I never win anything. So winning that at the United Center and that uh, player practice was pretty sweet. So, all right. Well, that's all I got for the show. We'll be back Sunday after the Bulls take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, be sure to check us out when we go live. Again, if you're listening on Twitter, um, either go to the Facebook or the YouTube. Can't see yeah, if you go to the YouTube, you can subscribe. Talk to us here in the comments. Um, but, yeah, so we'll be back. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted. Me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. We'll see you all Sunday after the Bulls beat the shit out of the Cleveland Cavaliers again. Let's go, Bulls. <laughs>